Amen. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 20 and 3. Tonight we're going to be continuing talking about roots uh, and setting root in our faith in Jesus Christ. And God, uh, God kind of started putting some of this together a little earlier this week in terms of um, where we would be tonight as we continue to set root as a church and build on the foundation that, that he's kind of setting here for us as we continue to, to learn and grow here. And we're going to start in verse 33 and uh, we're going to read 33 through verse 46 here. And so in Luke chapter 23, verse 33, it says this. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. I believe that it is time for us to revisit the cross. Thursday morning, I think it was Thursday, it may have been Friday morning, um, God woke me up and brought me back to the cross and, and really leaned into my heart that this is part of where we need to go in our roots next is to the cross. And as I think about the root process, I believe that it is the cross is where we truly start to break ground. Really. Or Shauna's phone makes noise. <laughs> it's the cross where we begin to break ground in our faith. Because the cross is, the cross is the moment. The cross is the conversion. The cross is everything. Listen, Christianity without the cross it's not there. It's not there. It's just good wisdom and good ideas. 
Christianity without the cross doesn't become what, what it is today. It is the cross that actually gives us the ability to walk out everything else that we talk about. It is the cross that gets us there. And there are sometimes people who are so guilty of chasing an experience that they are chasing a moment, that they are chasing a word from some person or from some pastor or from some whatever it is. And we lose sight of the fact that our conversion, that our salvation takes place at a cross. And so I believe that we need to revisit the cross. Now the cross is bloody, it is messy, it is fueled by anger and fear. It's not, it's not necessarily a warm, good, fuzzy, go get them, right? It's challenging. And see, everyone, when it comes to the cross, they expected the cross to be the end. And we know that the cross was not the end, right? We, we understand that. We get that. And some of, some of those who even believed in that day, when the cross came and when the cross and the crucifixion happened, they struggled with doubt then. But the cross brought with it salvation. And this is why we have to be rooted in the cross. And this is why I believe that God wants us to revisit the cross tonight. Hebrews chapter 10, 10 says this. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Jesus was a sacrifice. Jesus came to be that sacrifice. It says again, the body of Jesus Christ once for all, for all of us, for every single one of us. And as I began, as I began thinking about that, the cross ultimately is an altar. It was the altar of all altars. Now in the Old Testament, I could go through and I could read you passage after passage after passage about altars, when altars were constructed. They were often constructed for sacrifice or for honor. It was one of those two things. That they would make it like a monument. They would build an altar to honor God for what God had just brought them through. Or they would bring a sacrifice to an altar to give to God. Jesus was a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was laid out on a cross. And, and as I began thinking about this word, um, I just, I had this visualization, and I don't know if this makes sense or not, but this is just what I got, okay, of hiking, okay? Um, and uh, how many of you have ever hiked anywhere? How many of you have ever hiked from here to California? Okay, cool. I was just trying, wait, you did? <laughs> I was about to say, when did you do that? Um, must have been in your preteens, girl, because uh, I didn't know that. Um, when I, I was thinking about hiking, because I, I often think about being in, in the wilderness, right? And when you're hiking, there's, a, there's usually a, a decent path. If it's a normal hiking trail, right? Um, Beth and I have gone on hiking trails with, with some of the kids when they're little. Um, you know, we haven't gone with all four of them because we're not insane. Um, but, um, but, but we've, we've gone hiking. I think, I think the last time I can remember us hiking is when we had Nakoda in Judah. Did we ever go when we had Naomi? I mean, once Naomi came, it all got jacked up. So there's no way we did it with Naomi, I don't think. But anyways, I, I, remember, I remember hiking. And when we were hiking this trail, it was a pretty good, I mean, it was a pretty good wide trail, right? But then as you hike on these trails, there's these little trails that you can see where people have taken off to. 
they're 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 not they're not as big. They're they're you know they might lead to somewhere you, you don't know what they lead to often you know and you get all the way there and it's a tree when someone you know maybe someone carved ha 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 there's nothing here turn around you know I haven't seen that but now I really want to do that uh, that would actually be amazing. Um, maybe you've hiked one of these little trails and there was a yurt at the end of it. Uh, I have no clue, right? But but I, I had this visualization that in our walk. As we're walking out our calling in Jesus. See, all of us have our own walk to take. They're not, they're not exactly the same path, right? Holly's is different than mine, and Tiff's is different than Holly's, and Bob's is different than Tiff's. And right, we, we've, we've all got this own path that we're walking and where God is bringing us to and calling us to. But I, I, I have this visualization that in every path that we are going on, there should be a little path off to the side that leads to the cross. See, we should, we should not forsake the cross in our walk with Jesus. Because that's where it all began. We need to have a path wore down back to the cross. The cross is a place of repentance. It is a place to lay down issues, emotions, situations. And when we don't find a path in our path to the cross... What we end up doing is we don't go to the cross. We try to handle it ourselves. We think that I don't need that. I can just make this happen. I can just work through this. As opposed to us just going back to the cross. There are too many times where we want to take on situations that aren't our situations to take on. That aren't our burdens to carry. That aren't our weight to be placed on us. And we want to put that on us. And we should really be laying them at the feet of Jesus every single time. My father-in-law often says to me, do you know what your weight limit is? And I said, what? Like, how much can I bench? Because, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to say how much I could bench. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't respond like that. But he would say, you know, every bridge has a weight limit. Every bridge, there's a limit to how much weight that can handle. It is engineered structurally to determine how much weight can a bridge handle. And so he would often say, how, what is your weight limit? And now I know the answer. It's zero. It's not mine to carry. That's right. It's not yours to carry. But when we ignore the path to the cross and we decide, I just got to figure this out. I just got to get through this. I just got to get over this. And we, and we forsake returning to the cross. We forsake. I'm not talking about sacrificing Jesus again. I'm talking about coming to a place, an altar where we sacrifice something of our own. Where we lay something down and we say, Jesus, I need, I need to let go of this. I need, to, I need to set myself free of carrying this. This week has been a wild week for me, okay? I have been, I have been dealing with multiple different scenarios, not only in my work, but for our church, right? I mean, Rob lost his mother, right? That's, that's tough. That's tough stuff. I'm, I'm trying to counsel a, a family situation where um, kids are being ripped from home. I mean, just horrible situations that are taking place right now. And even in all I want to do, listen, I want to be Mr. Fix-It. I like fixing stuff. I like breaking stuff, too. But I, I like fixing stuff. <laughs> feels a little better when you're fixing stuff. I don't know. Sometimes it feels good breaking stuff. Uh, <laughs> let me take that back a little bit. <laughs> but in all of that, I know that it's not for me to fix. It's not for me to take. It's for me to give to Jesus. 
And what we have to know is that in our, in our root system, we are designed to let go. We, we are designed to, to give things to Jesus. Because in reality, the cross, it was the altar of all altars. Now, an altar, simply stated, was a structure on which offerings were made to a God. Now, God took a cross, which was an instrument of torture and death. And his own son offered himself as a sacrifice. So if an altar, literally, if you read through the scripture, there are over 400 references to altars. There is a lot about the altar. There is a lot that happens in the altar. And the altar has always been a conduit for an offering. It's typically what has happened at an altar. But if we get to a place where the altar is viewed as shameful, we don't only lose the altar, we lose the offering often. See, we, we, are, we are constantly, constantly changing in our walk with Christ. See, if you, if you accepted Jesus Christ and everything became unicorns and rainbows for you and flutterflies, I don't even know what a flutterfly is, but if all of those things happen for you, that's amazing. But I can tell you for me, I'm not done figuring this thing out. I'm not done walking this thing out. I haven't reached my goal, right? Remember we talked about getting from here to there. Guess what? We never get there. Um, we have moments where we get, we get somewhere, but it's not there. right? We're, we're constantly going and, and, and learning. And so for me, that means there's always something else that I find about myself that I say, I need to give this to God. Because this isn't, this isn't what I want. This isn't, this isn't what I believe that his word says for me. And so when we see that in the word, we have to be willing to lay it down. Not say, I've got to figure this out. I gotta figure out how to work through this. I gotta figure out what I'm supposed to do. I gotta figure out what, no, 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 lay it down. Because when we lay that down as an offering, when we lay something down, when we take something from our own lives that maybe has, has distracted us, that has kept us from the things of God, and we begin to lay it down at the feet of Jesus, and we bring it to the cross, guess what? Things can happen. Because God, God sent his son so that we could use the altar. See, we, we, have, we have access to an altar. Now, what's, what's beautiful about the altar in the New Testament is it isn't a big stone figure that you have to bring something to. You don't have to go kill your cat, right, and bring it up here. That would be really weird. You don't have to walk through that. Jesus came so that we would have access to the throne. He laid himself out as a sacrifice. So that we could come before the throne of God. So that we could actually come and, and, and receive what it is that we need. Not so that you could just be like, I got this. I figured it out. I know what's going on. And what has happened is we have often placed a greater emphasis on our outward appearance to everyone else. To how everyone thinks about us. Because if someone knows that I have a moment of weakness, that's bad, right? If someone knows that I struggle, that's bad. No, that is not the way that the church is supposed to be. That is not the way that we are supposed to be. Part of why that sign says real church is because we want people to be real and honest about their own struggles. Because when we don't do that, we are forsaking the cross. As if, you know what? It's good. I don't, I don't need to continue to grow. I don't need to go in deeper. I don't need that. No, no, we all need that. The cross became the, the altar of altars to give us access to the throne 
of God. And the reality is, is that we often carry things alone because of our choice, not because of the failure of the church. A lot of people want to say that it's the church's fault that they fell into failure because the church didn't do X, Y, or Z. But often we don't want to tell the church about our failures. We don't want to talk to anyone about how we struggle. Because if someone knew that I struggle with this, they wouldn't let me do that. Or they wouldn't let me go to this. Or they wouldn't let me participate in whatever it is, right? We have to understand that, guys, the, the, the whole process of laying something down at the altar and laying something down at the cross, we are giving it to Jesus to allow him to do something that I can't do for you. And that the person sitting next to you can't do for you. We have to get back to the cross. Because here's what the cross does. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 2. There is something that is designed to happen for you with the cross. And when we recognize that it's there and what it's for, then we have to be willing to actually go in and grab a hold of it. Because what Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 says... It says, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, we might break the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Two things there. Two things that it says happen. One that he may break the power of those who hold the power of death, which is the devil, and to free those who are held in slavery by their fear of death. These are the two things that said Jesus did so that by his death, we would, we would, we would capture. Because of the cross, these were the two things, okay? Now, when we read that, some of us are not walking in slavery because of our fear of death. Some of us are walking in slavery because of our fear of life. A lot of people, what they do is they hold on. They hold on to stuff. They hold on to past experiences. They hold on to conditions. They hold on to um, bad, bad situations that have happened in, in churches. Bad situations that have happened in marriage. Bad situations... They hold on to him. And this is the way it, it looks often to me. Is that we go to Jesus and we've got this thing right here. That we want to, we, we need to give to Jesus, right? And we've got it here and we say, Jesus, take this from me, right? But we keep holding on to it. Because honestly, it feels good to talk about it sometimes. Sometimes we even take that thing and we make it part of our testimony. And we say, I'm still dealing with it. And, but we're really not letting go of it. Because at the end of the day... It feels good to talk about it. It feels good to say, you know what, I, I struggle and I have this and I have this. But, but, but sometimes it's because we're not just taking it to the cross. Because when we lay it down at Jesus' feet, we don't take it like this, guys. We take it like this. We open ourselves up to what he wants to do. And the problem is the reason people are so scared to live life is because they're scared of what might happen when Jesus gets a hold of them. Because let me tell you, there are things in your life that will get jacked up when you get a hold, when you allow Jesus to get a hold of you. Because, see, Jesus wants so much more for you. And what we have done is we have allowed fear to control and manipulate us to keep us 
from walking out a life of faith. It's because we, we, we forget the cross. We forget what was accomplished at the cross. The cross is, 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 a, is an ugly situation, right? The resurrection is a lot more fun to talk about, right? The resurrection is where it's at, man. You know, Easter service, you can just slam that resurrection message and people are like, Woo, I need to meet some Jesus, right? You know, and all that good stuff. But the cross, that's how you get to the resurrection. And if you're going to deal with some stuff in your life, it's going to get messy. It's going to get uncomfortable. People are going to be angry at you. Your friends may want nothing to do with you anymore. But if you lay some things at the cross... And you actually sacrifice some of those things. Jesus will do the resurrection. See, he is, a, he is a God who wants to bring freedom. And I believe that the cross is intended to bring freedom. But when we choose fear over faith, we're rejecting what the cross offers us. It says here that it offered us freedom from the slavery that we were being held on by our fear of death. Now, fear of death is one of those things that changes, right? When we accept Jesus as our Savior. Salvation was offered to us through the cross. That's how we had access to the throne. Because Jesus became the blood sacrifice for all of us. That's why we don't have to do blood sacrifices anymore. That's why those, those things have changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to sacrifice some things in our own lives. We have to be willing to lay some things down to actually allow God to do something miraculous. 1 Corinthians 1.18, one of my favorite passages, is talking about how people perceive the message of the cross. It is, it is discussing, really, the whole idea of what a lot of people view you and view your beliefs and sometimes say you're crazy and sometimes say you don't know what the heck you're talking about. But here's what the, here's what the scripture says. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says this. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Now there's a lot of people that will tell you that you're foolish for even believing this whole Jesus thing. Going down this path, telling people your story, witnessing to people. Being generous towards people. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. When you talk about the power, when you talk about walking in the anointing, it cannot be a discussion without the message of the cross. Because the cross is where it all begins for us. The cross is the experience that takes Christianity from just another religion to being the way. It's the cross. And we cannot belittle the experience of the cross. And even more, we can't belittle the sacrifice that was made at the cross. And when we choose not to walk out these things of God, when we choose not to follow this word, when we choose those things, we are forsaking the cross, guys. That sacrifice was not made so that you could just do whatever you want. That's not it. And it's not that he's a controlling God that's got these lightning bolts that are waiting to zap you down. But he wants you to live a full life. And a full life is found when you live a full life in Jesus. 
And sometimes people have a, mis a misconception of what a full life looks like. Because the world wants to tell you what a full life looks like. A full life to the world tells you, you got to go do these things. Man, that's really living. <laughs> Being plastered to the point that you have no clue where you're at. Man, that's living. That's, that's where it's at. I was, I was at an event uh, with work once. And um, I was talking to a table. And uh, the table was talking to me. They're like, Tom, you, you really don't drink? I said, no, I don't, I don't drink. Well, how, when was the last time you had a drink? Well, it was never. So I, I don't know what to tell you there. I just, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't drink. And um, they're like, oh, my gosh, how, how come, you know, how come you don't drink? And, you know, uh, if you drank, man, it'd be it'd just be crazy. And, and you know, the things you would do and blah, 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 blah. And uh, um, I told them, I said, uh, well, the, the problem is, is that you drink because you need confidence to do what you feel like you want to do. I don't need that because I walk out of life in faith. So I don't I don't need something to persuade me to be bold. I need to walk this out so that I am bold. Amen. I don't I don't need something, some push, sh some shove. I need the cross because when I remember that sacrifice, guys, this wasn't it wasn't a little thing. It wasn't a little slap on the wrist. You know, it wasn't like me disciplining maybe my kids every now and then when I'm kind of snickering behind their back. This was serious. It was a serious sacrifice. And we have to recognize the sacrifice of Jesus. And if we truly knew, you know, I, I think about how, how often we forget things. How we, I, I think about 9-11, um, right? And 9-11 in the moment. And I tell you what, if you're someone that was there, it's way different than if you're someone that was watching in Ohio, right? And it's way different if you were someone watching outside of the world. Because the closer you got to that, the more you remember. Yeah. Church. We need to get closer to the cross because the closer we get to that, the closer we recognize the sacrifice. And what it does is it changes the way that you perceive every decision that you make, every word that you say, every place that you go, everything that you do. It changes it because we have to get closer to the cross. And what the world is wanting us to do is get farther away from the cross. The world is wanting us to stop talking about the cross. The world is wanting us to hide the whole idea of the cross. And even in, the own, in our own churches, we are trying to get away from the concept of the blood of Jesus. And we can't do that. Because the closer we get, the more real it is, guys. And I can tell you, the people who were there on the ground on 9-11, they have such a wildly different perception of what happened. And I can tell you that when you come up next to people who have been closer to the cross than you have, it'll challenge you. It'll shake you. And it'll rattle you around a little bit. And you'll go, man, what's going on there? Bethany and I, I can remember, gosh, we were, we, this is pre-kids, man. So this is nine years ago, right? Nine plus years ago. Uh, Bethany and I went to an event. And uh, we had a couple of friends of ours. It was an event. It was a church event. I think we went to Perfect North. I think it's actually where we were. Yeah, we were at Perfect North. And um, we sat down to eat. We went to a La Rosa's. And uh, we sat down. And we were at a booth. And we were at, with, at the booth with two of these friends of ours um, that we knew they loved the Lord. We knew they were passionate about the Lord. And Bethany and I sat there with them. And we had such rich conversation about Jesus. It challenged us. We walked away from that and we said, we need more of that. 
We need more relationships like that. We need more moments like that because it fueled a fire within us, right? And you need that. I need that. We need that together, guys. Because the closer that you get to the cross, Brian, the closer I start to want to get to the cross, right? The closer that, that your relationship goes towards you, the closer I want my relationship. Because, guys, this isn't just me, yeah. right? This is us. All of us getting closer to this. Because when we do that, that's when we find freedom. <coughs> See, this is the power of God. The power of God is found in the message of the cross. And we cannot forget the sacrifice of the cross. We need to see the cross as the power of God again. And not as something that we can't talk about. See, the cross, I told you at the beginning, it's messy. It's filled with anger, ridicule, hate, all of these things. And I'll be honest with you, most humans are really, really, really bad at confrontation. Really bad at it. I like confrontation. I think it's really fun. Bethany, Bethany thinks I'm crazy half the time. I love it. I just love it. I'm weird, man. But, but where I might struggle, <laughs> Brian, Brian, amen, though, I'm weird. Finally. Get him to finally say amen to something. He's like, you're weird. I'm here, Brian's like, hey, amen, brother. Get it. We have to get closer to the cross, guys. We all have to. I need you to get closer to the cross because it'll pull me closer to the cross. See, I, I, I'm, I'm believing for so many of you to get so rooted in the word and so, so strong in your faith that you're coming in here and you're like, Tom, I got to share the word with this church. I got something that the Lord is stirring in my spirit. I said, tear it up, brother. Not Brian. Tear it up. <laughs> we need to see the cross as the power again. Amen. We, have, we have belittled the sacrifice because of the way that we've chose to live our life. We have chose to ignore it. Whether it's because someone did something to us or because we're holding on to something because we want it to be part of what we talk about. And we need to lay some of that stuff down at the altar. We need to come lay it down and let Jesus take it. Romans 6, 6. The cross brings freedom. The cross was the altar of all altars. But the cross brings change, guys. Now, a lot of people hate change. Most people hate change. They hate it. They, don't, they want nothing to do with it. Romans 6, 6 says this. For we know... That our old self, say old self, old self, was crucified with him. For we know that our old self was crucified with him. So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. A lot of us are still stuck in slavery. Because we haven't received the freedom in the cross. We may have accepted Jesus. We may have accepted him as our savior. We may have taken him on 
as the Lord of our lives and believed that he is Jesus. We may believe that he came and that he died and that he rose on the third day and that he was the son of God. But for some of us, we have not put our old self to be crucified with him on that cross. We still kept some stuff. We still held on to some things. We still wanted to make sure that I could still hang with this person. We wanted to make sure that I didn't become too weird to where people didn't want nothing to do with me. We do those things, and what we've done is we've subjected ourselves to slavery of sin. There are things that the devil will allow to have hold over you, and the reality is, it's you. That's the worst part about it, is when it comes down to it, it's us. It's us who get in the way. It's us who have held on to that thing. It's us who haven't let go of whatever it is because we're afraid and we're ashamed to lay it down at the altar. We're afraid to lay it down at the feet of Jesus because we think, what are they going to think about me? I know that if I lay this down, I know that it is going to challenge me and I know it is going to be the hardest thing that I've ever tried to let go of. But when we, when we have said time and time again, no, because of my outward image, you are struggling so deeply inward because we're not taking it to the cross. The cross brings change. If our old self was crucified with him, then we can't continue on in a way of sin. We can't do it. We cannot allow ourselves to do that. The crucifi crucifixion brought change to the entire world. In that moment, it tells you that the sun went dark for three hours. The curtain to the temple was rent from top to bottom, completely ripped out. All of these things happened. The world was flipped upside down. The centurion soldier looked and said, oh my gosh, this had to have been the son of God. People began to recognize that something happened. The closer we get to the cross the closer you're going to start realizing that some things are happening. Some things have got to change. Some things in my house can't be the way that they've always been. Some things in my marriage can't be the way that they've always been. Some things in my relationships can't be the way that they've always been. Some things outside of my work cannot be the way that they have always been. We have to get closer to the cross. And the reason, see, see, this is what I've heard way too often. I, I hate this with a passion when I hear this. God made me this way. I hate it. <laughs> because what people have done is they have used their sin. They have called their sin as to how God made them. God made you to be mean and spiteful? No. God made you to, to, to be addicted to this or to that? No. God gave you the oh, this, The one that drives me absolutely wild. I feel like this is where God leading me to do. Oh, you feel like God's leading you to leave your husband who's been faithful to you. Oh, you feel like you feel like God's leading you to um, leave the church and go do this because so-and-so did this. Well, we, we, we make all these decisions and we say that God led me to it or we say that God made me that way. That's not what this word says, guys. The word says that when we encounter him, our old self is crucified with him. That means... The places you went to go, you don't go anymore. Yeah. That means the things you used to do, you don't do anymore. It changes everything about you. It changes everything about where 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 you're going. You know, there's a there was a church that um, 
um, we were a part of Every Walk of Life Church over in Hamilton. They've got a, a, a church in Florida now, too. And their, their slogan was, it's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. Right? And I'm telling you guys, we cannot continue to use the excuse of I'm just a sinner saved by grace for our sin. We can't. We cannot continue to excuse our lifestyle, the things we do, and the places we go because I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's that. Listen, when you come in to know Jesus, you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, right? A peculiar people. It doesn't mean we keep living the way that we've always lived. See, salvation is often a moment like the cross was. It's ugly. There's some snot flying usually. <laughs> and we need to revisit the cross. We need to lay something down and sacrifice something that we know we've been holding on to for way too long. And we have got to, every single one of us, me included, we've got to get closer to the cross, guys. We have got to get closer to the cross. The, the song, I love this song. Now, um, Bethany is not a Southern Gospel fan, okay? That is not her music of choice at all, okay? Never has been, never will be. There is a song, though, that I love. And it was a song, um, it's, a, it's an old song, it's an old hymnal, but... Um, there's a version of it that has been done by the Gaither Vocal Band that I just, I love it. I always love it, and I always, I, I always, I listen to it in here, like, I don't, I don't know how many times I listen to it today. And uh, I don't typically go to it, but it's just one of those that I always love. And the song is At the Cross. And see, the, 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 ver, the, the chorus is this, At the Cross, At the Cross. Where I first saw the light. See, when I, when, I, when, I, when I read that again, when I first saw the light, I just, I just began thinking, guys, think back to that moment. Think back to whether it was the moment that you accepted Jesus or the moment where all of a sudden you really became back to the Lord. Where you had a moment where you actually saw who Jesus was and knew who, what he wanted for you. Again, I, I, can, I can go back. I was, I was nine years old when I was saved. I was saved in a church right over the road here, okay? And I can remember very vividly that day, exactly everything that happened. But I was nine, guys. I wasn't that jacked up yet in my brain, okay? Since then, things have gotten horrible, right? <laughs> and, but but I, I, think, I think later in my life when Bethany and I were married, or when we were married, that... I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I went from becoming aware of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that I became aware of who G Jesus Christ really was and what he really wanted for my life and the freedom that he really had there. And so I, I think of where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It says it was there by faith that I received my sight. And now... I am happy all the day. Guys, that right there, we, we need to live that. 
every day, everywhere that we go. And you, re you remember that and you're a part of that when you've got a good path back to the cross. When you, when you don't forget the sacrifice, because when we forget the sacrifice, we forget to sacrifice. <laughs> we do. Because we, we, just, we just get so busy, right? We get so busy in all the things. And we forget that he did the sacrifice that none of us could have done. That none of us would have been able to keep up with. He did that so that we could walk this out. And when we become willing to, re, to revisit the cross, that joy that you lost, you can have it again. That, that, that strength that you lost, that faith that you lost, you can have it again. But we have to, we have to be willing to revisit the cross. Tiff, if you would come, I'm going to ask you guys to stand as we get ready to close. I want to read this last verse to you. And I want, I want us as a church to revisit the cross. I want, I want us to lay something down today. I want us to, to recognize that as, as good as we may think we've got it, that we've still got something to lay down. And we've still got some more. And there's not a one of us in here that have mastered this thing. There's not a one of us that have gotten it right. Now, maybe you're not someone that feels like you've been holding on to something forever and you need to let go. But maybe you are. You know, maybe, maybe you are someone that, that have held some sort of some hurt, some pain, some loneliness, some, some feeling of, of regret or disappointment or faith, whatever it is. And maybe you've, you've held that over your own head. See, God, God's not holding that over you. God's not looking at you and saying, you know what? You really messed up this week. You really let me down. And because of 